May the peace of our Lord be with you. Mary has chosen the better part. Feels like a bee sting to me. The kind of word from Jesus that makes me suck in my breath and flinch. Like many of you, I have always been a bit like Martha. It's not that I'm all that great in the kitchen. I'm actually quite terrible. But it is the fact that I often feel more spiritually grounded in the kind of practices that involve doing rather than being. The same may be true of Martha. The Greek word here is diakonian, the origin word for deacon, someone who serves by connecting needs with resources. So while hosting Jesus probably did entail cleaning the kitchen, preparing a meal, making sure there was a comfortable, clean space for everyone to rest, it also might have meant many other tasks that weren't necessarily domestic. So Martha is going about all the work of ministry and is so distracted by it that she cannot pay attention to what Jesus has to say. The next part of the story is where I really relate to Martha. I can imagine her doing all that work and looking around at everybody else enthralled with Jesus and thinking to herself, why is no one helping me? This is the point where I, I mean, Martha, starts slamming cabinets a little harder, makes a bed with the kind of strength usually reserved for the weight room, talks to the people she is helping just a little bit louder than necessary, writes the item she has just finished on her to-do list just so she can cross it off, the pencil lead tearing a hole in the paper from the sheer force. And then, when none of that gets the attention of Mary, the person who should be helping her, Instead of asking Mary for help, she takes the passive-aggressive route. You know, the one she's been taking for the last hour that hasn't been working, and she goes to Jesus. I'm sure it was quite the kerfuffle, interrupting his conversation to ask why he hasn't fixed her problem. I can see Martha so clearly and I can feel her anger rising up in my bones because I have fallen into the same trap. Just ask Brock Ratcliffe. Actually, don't, because that is not how I want to be remembered in writing for all of time. Martha, Martha, Mary has chosen the better part still makes me flinch because of all the ways that Martha has been pigeonholed and caricatured by well-meaning preachers through the years. 
I don't think it is disdain in Jesus' voice. Rather, the kind of sadness that recognizes Martha's inability to recognize her worth beyond what she can do. The service she is doing is important. In his commentary on this passage, Brian Peterson points out that later in Luke's gospel, when the disciples are arguing about which one of them is the greatest, Jesus defines great discipleship and even his own ministry in terms of serving others, using the same vocabulary that here describes Martha. I know that many of you are like Martha. You are the kind of people who do the kind of ministry that produces the kind of place like this one, Northminster Baptist Church, the kind of people without whom I would not be standing here to preach. Sometimes, beloved children of God, we are like Martha in this particular moment, and we need to hear that we are valuable simply because of who we are, not just because of what we can do. Mary has chosen the better thing, feels like beeswax on dry lips, a balm to my soul. Like many of you, I have always been a bit like Mary, it's not that I'm all that great at sitting quietly in prayer. In fact, many of the prayer aids I offer to our children have been born from the needs of my own prayer life. But it is the fact that I often feel more spiritually grounded in the kind of practices that involve being rather than doing. The same may be true of Mary, or she may just be showing hospitality in a different way than Martha. In his commentary on this passage, Richard Swanson points out that Mary is practicing the kind of hospitality that is expressed through the drive to learn something deeply from another, to think more deeply than either could think alone, the kind of hospitality that welcomes strangers who just might be able to teach us something. The next part of the story is where I really relate to Mary. I can imagine her sitting there, soaking in this conversation between Jesus and Martha absorbing the peace that comes from the blessing Jesus speaks of her. I can feel that peace deep down in my bones, the kind of peace found sitting around a table discussing a book we have all read together, the kind of peace that settles over a hospital room when one of us should be resting and the other should be, oh, I don't know, writing a sermon. 
but we both just can't stop talking about all that we've learned in a recent Bible study. The kind of peace offered in those moments of quiet each week in this hour. And yet, that is not the only memory of me that I want people to hold on to for all of time either. As this story is positioned in Luke immediately following the Good Samaritan, Mary's willingness to sit listening at the feet of Jesus is an example of love for God that serves as the balance to love for neighbor. And just as the Samaritan in Jesus' story surprises everyone by practicing compassion with the stranger on the road, Mary may have surprised everyone by taking a seat at the feet of Jesus. Rather than assuming the role expected of women in her culture, Mary is sitting, learning from the rabbi, a learning posture traditionally reserved for men. Sometimes, beloved children of God, we are like Mary in this particular moment, and we need to hear that it is wise for us to push past the boundary of expectation in order to listen to Jesus. Mary and Martha, Beer and doer, contemplative and activist, better and worse, they had value by being precisely who they were. One pushed past the boundaries of expectation in order to listen to Jesus, and the other did the work needed to offer hospitality. They've been pigeonholed by preachers for centuries. They are beloved children of God. We have value by being precisely who we are. We can push past the boundary of expectation. We are beers and doers. We are contemplatives and activists. We are better and worse. We are sometimes pigeonholed by our own selves. We can offer hospitality to all. Sometimes, beloved children of God, we need to hear that our God, through whom all things hold together and in whom all things have been created, has reconciled all things to God's self so that we might know the riches of the glory of the mystery of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we must not recognize that hope only in our own selves, but in every single other person whom we meet. Our children sing a song to one another in the atrium. The words are, I see the light of God in you. The light of Christ come shining through. And I am blessed to be with you, O holy child of God. It is simple to say, 
and easy to sing, and it is so hard to live. How do we let the truth of those words sink deep down into our bones so that how we live our lives, what we dream about, where we go and what we say reflects the light of God in one another. We do that by choosing the better part, sitting at the feet of Jesus to learn that the thing that Jesus wants most is for us to love God with all that is in us and to love others as we love ourselves. We must learn like Mary so that we can do like Martha. Amen. <laughs>